drink, powerful drink. It is powerful, but my palate, since I've been a member of the TPT, or I can't say the TPT because that's redundant. Then it would just be the, the podcaster's tavern. Right, yeah. Since I've been a member of TPT, my palate has matured to where I can drink whiskey neat like this. And I'm so proud of you. Pretty neat. (laughs) Right? Thank you. Kurt sheds a tear for me. It just seems like yesterday I was taking shots and throwing them back up, right? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. And now, (laughs) all grown up, sticking your tongue in Manhattan. Yeah. I was all thrown up, and now I'm all grown up. All grown up. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, we have here our Manhattans. We have Manhattans tonight in the Podcaster's Tavern. Mm. Here goes a little drink. This is a very, a very powerful drink. Uh, I would say definitely, if you're not used to drinking whiskey, I'd give it a good chew before you swallow that first one. Just to kind of get yourself used to it. Yeah, I it's, agree. Especially Kurt. because this is a rye whiskey and they've got a lot more heavy hit than just a standard bourbon. Kurt, or, tell them what's in this one, man. Uh, we've got two shots of rye whiskey, which we used Old Forester, middle of the middle of the road kind of yeah, not too, whiskey. Not too fancy, yeah. not bottom of the barrel, but it's still it's pretty quality good. stuff. Yeah. No, it's good. And then we've got one shot of vermouth. We used Serenzano, I believe the name of the vermouth is. It's Italian. It's Italiano. Vermouth. Which is a fortified wine, if I'm not wholly mistaken. And then we finish that off with a couple of dashes of bitters. Orange bitters, I believe. Orange bitters. If you use only alcohols to mix, you're supposed to stir it. If you use things other than alcohols, that's when you shake it, because those are the ones that need to open up a little bit more to let those effervescent characters come out. That being said, um, bitters are not an alcohol, right? They are not, but they're also not a huge part of the drink, and that's the only reason you don't shake this one, because that's in there. Here's my question, is Mm -hmm. should the bitters be added after the shaking? Like shake, pour, then dash of bitters. Um, if if this was something different that involved um, like a fruit juice or something, because you still wouldn't shake it because vermouth and excuse me, vermouth and whiskey clearly are both alcohols, so you still wouldn't shake those on their own and add the bitters. Oh no no no! I'm not saying shake, but. Oh, if you if you're talking like okay, what you said was you if it's all alcohol, mm-hmm. then you don't shake, right. right? Okay, but it's not all alcohol because the bitters are in there, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be. You, in in which case, logically, you would be permitted to shake, right? You could, but the bitters isn't enough of a part of it that you're. I'm sure there's a gray area. You 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 can shake it. It's not necessarily going to take away, but there's not a. The, the bitters isn't really doing okay. a whole lot. It's just such a small amount that it doesn't well, necessitate a, a shake. A way to be around that is uh, put the whiskey and the vermouth in there, stir, pour, mm-hmm. and then do the bitters, you know? I mean, you could. There, I don't know. There's there's no right or wrong way. I mean, you could probably even get What's a different cool flavor out of it. What's cool is the ones we're enjoying now were shaken. Everything was shaken. Not stirred. By the resident... TPT bartender. She's actually worked here since day one. 
Well, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident that she was employed here. It was an accident that she shook well, the drink. Her kid called in the middle of it, and he wanted to know if he could order pay-per-view and a pizza. So she, her minds were, her mind was on different things. And there's okay? patrons all over the place, and some of them were asking for for daiquiris, and some of them were asking for for mojitos and margaritas. So there's a lot of shaking involved tonight. So you know, I can't. Yeah. So understand. I actually was like, you know what? Don't dump that. Let's let's see what it what it, what it's like. You know, Kurt's always game for everything I have to say, except for let's do shrooms and on a camping trip. I said if we can just do some experimentation, so that way I see what the situation is like, we can talk about it. Okay, fair enough. In oh. fact, actually, it's good to have someone also not doing any hallucinogens mm-hmm. to make sure everyone else is safe. So this is a TPT PSA that if you're going to do some drugs with a group of people, make sure one person isn't doing drugs. Stay yeah. safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. On a camping trip. Oh, on a camping trip. If you're all doing it at home, everybody can get smashed. That's fine. So back to the Manhattan. She had shaken it. Uh, also, she was shaking the drink. And she... <laughs> poured that and was like oh i shook it but we were like no let's drink it like let's see what it is like so this is actually pretty good honestly this doesn't taste any different than a typical stirred. to me it, it is very sweet mm-hmm. Super it's like sweet. a minimal bite have you had any uh have you had vermouth on its own well no i've actually had haven't what does it taste like it's pretty sweet it's still got a good a good bite to it yeah but it's not like the rye whiskey on its own so you get the sweet from the uh from the vermouth right and then the, the rye whiskey has a very spicy flavor. So this drink is a very 50-50. You get a little bit of sweet and you get a little bit of spice like all mixed it. into one cocktail glass. I don't remember what these are called. What are these called? Asking the waitress slash producer. A coupe. That's cool. Like a coupe de ville. Yeah, Manhattan in a coupe glass, man. This is pretty cool. Pretty rocking. I, you said that it's a fortified wine, but I, what is vermouth? Is that what it is? Is a fortified wine? Yes. it's. What does fortified mean? Fortified. It's strengthened? I don't know the whole process. Yes, if you'll... Yeah, if, producer. Well, tell the, us. the producer's going to enlighten us, and then we're going to tell you, so that way it sounds like it came from our mouth. So she says it's a flavored fortified wine. Aromatic fortified wine flavored with botanicals. Sweet and dry, just like it is. Heck yeah. Martinelli. I know that is a vermouth brand. I order it for my work. Ah, nice. You may look into Serenzano. It's actually super cheap and very tasty. Really? That's what we're using tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I tried it straight and it's, I could drink this stuff on its own. Really? It's super good. The full size bottle was like eight bucks. I love it. I think it's really good. Why don't you marry it? Because I'm already married and polygamy is against the law. All right, that's a very good reason. And she won't move to Utah, so. Neither would I. I would actually stop in Colorado if I ever went that way. I wouldn't make it as far as Utah. Well, I think Utah's got the same same rules. And I hear Utah's actually rather beautiful. Oh, I know it is. I've never been to Utah, but I've heard it's beautiful. Hold on, I'm getting the finger wave. Wow. So, we were just informed. The waitress looked it up on on her sidekick. Yeah, her palm pilot actually. Her palm pilot. Her palm pilot. That's where she keeps all her recipes. Yeah. So she Wikipedia'd her recipe of her own uh on her palm pilot mm-hmm. and she said vermouth is a French word pronounced vermouth obviously but derives from the f- uh, German word vermouth. Almost the vermouth. same exact word just pronounced differently. Vermouth. Vermouth. Vermouth, which translates to warm wood, right? In English. Um, Which actually, I think it would, if it's a French pronunciation, it should be vermouth as well, because they don't really say the TH in most of their words. 
Exactly. So, so it's it like should the still American, be vermouth. The Americanized version is vermouth. But this is actually an Italian vermouth, so it's an Italian... It's Italiano. It's an Italian beverage? Liqueur. It's, yeah. It's an Italian liqueur with a French name based off of a German word. Drinking by... Or drinking by drink. Americans. Yeah. Had by two Texans. I think that's like most of the world has been had by at least two Texans. Yeah, at least. <laughs> no, it's cool. I think I've mentioned this before in the tavern, but all the countries I've been to, I just introduced myself as from Texas. Like I say my name, obviously, but they ask where I'm from. I say from Texas. That's exactly what you're supposed to say. Rather than America. Mm-hmm. And because if I were to be from Connecticut, um, the Koreans that I met would be like, okay, what the hell's Connecticut, you mm-hmm. know? But Texas, like, oh, Texas, a cowboy, you know? So it's like... They all say yee-haw. Yee-haw, cowboy, yeah. Yeah. So it's just cool, you know? It's cool to be from a place where it's just... Yeah, I'm from Worldly Texas. California would also work. It would. California, bro. Yeah, but then, I mean... Oh. Hang ten, bro. Hang ten. Hey. Do people still say that? Hang ten. If they're uh, longboarding and the ten toes are hanging off the edge of the surfboard. Longboarding? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a skateboard? It's also a surfboard, I think. Is it? I, see, I don't know. I don't know anything about surfing. I don't know if it is called a long. I know it's called a longboard, but it's a longboard surfboard. Oh, okay. And the way the reason they call it hang ten is because yeah, you, the surfer goes to the tip and hangs his toes off the edge. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know for sure if it's called longboard. I don't know how that how the physics works in that the the fact that you can stand at the very edge of the surfboard and then not just tip right over. I know. I'm sure it takes some practice because many of people have suffered lower cranial uh, abrasions. I'm sure. Yeah. But well, it's uh, <laughs> lower cranial. Lower cranial. Your cranium but at the bottom of the cranium. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Okay. Okay. Man, that Manhattan is hitting you pretty good. You still remember you're not in Manhattan, right? This is Lubbock, Texas. What? Are you kidding me? Uh, I wish I was. Actually, the first time I had a Manhattan was in Manhattan. Oh, no kidding. It was. Oh, it, was cool. at an, I, it was an Italian restaurant, and I don't remember the name. So I imagine they used vermouth. near... Serenzano. Senzano. I keep calling it Serenzano. Senzano. 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 I've, I want to go ahead and publicly apologize for my mispronunciation of the name. It's been Senzano the entire time, not Serenzano. That's okay. I'm we're, an idiot. We're honestly sitting in a booth here in this tavern, so nobody even really heard you. Well, I don't and think they would the know how to pronounce is, it right anyways. This is Lubbock. The waitress is still playing Brick Breaker on her, on her Palm Pilot. So I've been trying to hail her for a while, and Candy Crush is really in the way. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if she'll get Candy Crush on a Palm Pilot. Surely in this day and age. <laughs> mm, you might be right, and please don't call me Shirley. Is it just pillow talk that I'm allowed to do that? <laughs> pillow talk? <laughs> you want i mean a couple more manhattans and i'll be having breakfast talk hey because we're gonna go to ihop at 2 a.m yeah yeah Yeah. rudy tooty fresh and fruity Mm -hmm. oh no is that denny's that's no no that's ihop yeah is it maybe i don't think so i think that's ben and jerry's (laughs) actually could be a ben and jerry's it could be they're the ones that have like the crazy names for their um 
Snacks. Or they're uh, ice cream. Ice cream snacks. Yes. Ice cream snacks. I mean, they're snacks. <laughs> I wouldn't classify them as snacks. I don't know why I said that. Our glasses are empty, and she's clearly not going to see us through the brick break on a Palm Pilot. So we're going to have to go get our drinks on our own. So if you will excuse us, we are going to be right back and probably try to get this waitress fired. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, let's close that. After her shift so she can close it. Uh, yeah. Hey! They've got to be empty. <laughs> differently and i love this way more than the previous way because it was done properly and not accidentally so this has been not shaken stirred so the first way we had it was uh shaken and not stirred and it was good not great right the way we've done it now is we've just reminded our bartender that we'd like it stirred not shaken and it's more pungent or like like it bites more but it's more flavorful like i love it more you know i can taste more of the drink because we haven't agitated it so a lot of the stuff hasn't turned into more of a gas and, yeah less and air has remain the flavor has remained more in the liquid so we can taste that instead of smell it better. right so I, I really enjoy this i would like to try both of them Kind of at the same time on a fresh tongue, having not had one for that day, and then have one shaken and one stirred right beside each other so that way I could kind of get a good taste just without any influence. I think that's doable. I'm pretty sure it's doable. In fact, I might just do that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whenever you do it, please just let me know the result, man. I'll let you know. Sounds really good. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to know about these. These are the real topics everybody shows up to the TPT for, so I got to let everybody know. Yeah. Update on my Snapchat, my Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Twitter. Zanga. Do you remember Zanga? No, I was never part of Zanga. I don't know what that is. Waitress, do you remember Zanga? Zanga was... a head shake. Even over her candy crush, she responded with a solid head shake. You know what I was thinking? Hit me. Not to change the subject like I do a lot, but the have, has anybody or anyone listening or <clears throat> in the podcaster's tavern, have y'all listened to or seen the poster of uh, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's like holding that glass and he's like winking? He's holding what I think is a coupe, you know? It's that sort of picture where he's like, have you not seen it? Probably, but... I, I sh- I'm sure I've seen it, but it now I can't remember. It makes me think of a coupe. Well, uh, produce, uh, waitress is waitress is going to... It looks the same. The The liquid looks wrong, so it may be an empty glass. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's Leonardo a bigger DiCaprio one. DiCaprio is holding a larger version of this coupe. Like if you took a coupe and mixed it with a wine glass, it's but almost what it looks like. But did not finish the wine glass. But yeah, didn't didn't top it like up. Like you you like stopped it halfway to where it's like still a wide mouth cup, coupe. coupe. Excuse me, coupe. Coupe, if I'm not mistaken, oh, is the French word for cut or knife. Ah, what's the word for meat? Meat. Um. Oh God, it's been a long time. I know this. It's been a long time since I've seen you step two, you step step two, and you step. Beyond. Beyond. So that's French. That's French for meat. In German, it is der Fleisch. 
De Fleisch. Fleisch, like flesh, but Fleisch. I like that. I really wish I would have had German in my high school. Hey, how about you and I learn some German? Wouldn't it be... Okay, th- uh, my brain is just reeling right now since you and I just said that two seconds ago, but... Okay, you and I learn a little bit of German together, okay? Mm-hmm. You and I help each other out, and we just bolster each other's German strengths. Mm-hmm. Eventually buying tickets and going to Oktoberfests in Munich, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, and just getting, like, really drunk on beer. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I love learning new languages, and I've been trying to bolster my French a little bit more. Not for any reason. I have no interest in going to France in the soon in the near future, but if I were to get over to the U.K., there's some French individuals over there. I could kind of take out one of those barrier uh, language barriers. No, you should. No, we should. We should both should. That's one. That's one country I have not been to yet, man. France I've been to or Germany, England. I've been to Germany, but there's a weird country in the middle of those two that, or just in like juxtapositioned, juxtaposed, juxtaposed. I would They're say juxtaposed. that. Juxtaposed. It's less in the middle than yeah. Juxtaposed. It's more just juxtaposed. But that's one I would love to spend time and money at, but I just haven't done it yet, man. Yeah, no, I think it'd be great. I would love to. I would love to practice my French and then go over to France and see if I could actually get around. I've always wanted to learn German. Uh, my wife and I have actually lately decided to learn Italian because, uh, well, I'm Italian. Oh, right. You are Italian. Yeah. And I actually just recently found out I'm more Italian than I originally thought because I just recently found out that I'm Italian on my father's side as well as my mother's. And my mother's side is very Italian. Oh, wow. So I... What's your mother's maiden name? Lenti. That's Italian. It's... I guess. I guess it's it's actually... It's funny because the, the Lenti last name is actually like Phoenician for flashlight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, did you say flashlight or fleshlight? Flashlight. I don't think whenever they started the family line that fleshlight was a thing. Yeah, but we could always make that. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess flashlight would be. Have... That's my mom, dude. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> she doesn't even listen to this podcast, and I feel like I need to call her and apologize. Either. Susan, stop. Because of that her. one time that I accidentally said you know, a wordy dirt. Yeah, you know what's funny is today. We were talking to my li- – I was talking to my little brother at lunch with my mother. Mm-hmm. And she brought up – she was like, yeah, Kurt says a lot of F words. Did she really? <laughs> Susan, Susan, if you ever listen to this and you happen to check this one out, I really don't. It was that one episode. I and I counted them. Jake I and I that. were one for one in I've that episode. I told that, man. I have gone to bat for you because I know <sighs> you do not say that many F words. But the one not on the air, at she least. heard was just a very – you know, we just got rambunctious. We were ramb. I don't even remember which episode that was, but we got we got a little I not even out of hand. Say it was on Easter Sundays when we listened to it, so it was the one. It was before, the, it was the one yeah, before I mean, that, and also like when a mother listens to a podcast on Easter Sunday, and there's a lot of f words. Of course, she's going to say there's a lot of f words. We don't even know what episode it was, so there's no way of saying or there, knowing. There is not. So if everybody just wants to go back through and make a record of the number of f bombs that Jake and I have dropped on the TPT. Uh, let us know how leveled this place really should be, and then we'll... Uh, and we'll tell you to go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and then we're just going to say it just as many times because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we do care about everybody that takes time to actually listen to the shit that we say. We really do, and if you give a fuck about us saying fuck, then just go ahead and send us a fucking email, and uh, we appreciate the fuck out of that. Sorry, Susan. And to... <laughs> Not you, Susan. That was just a strange time.
I'm already finished. And uh, love this drink a lot, actually. This is one of my favorite drinks that we've had in the tavern. I like it more. Okay, so the waitress just asked, what do you feel is different about, or what do we like more about it rather than drinking scotch straight, which I love drinking scotch straight. I still do it to this day because of that episode. I'm so goddamn proud. <laughs> Daddy Kurt. <laughs> You're my boy. Great. Uh, but this was flavorful. So this mm-hmm. had a little bit of sweetness, had the bitters in it, and it just was a really cool, like, rye whiskey just to sip on. Good spice. Yeah, it was spicy. spicy. It was spicy and really sweet, it was spicy. you know? Spicy and, and aromatic. I, <clears throat> that being said, I really only think that I would have enjoyed this as much as I did because I appreciate scotch. Like, scotch, scotch allows me to, you know, throw my inhibitions out the window and completely experience every bit of scotch. Com- chew on it, allow it to go on every part of my mouth, which... With liquor like that, sometimes it's like the opposite thing you want to do because it like triggers your gag reflex. But with the scotch, I was able to enjoy it, you know, trust my senses, and then and and experience all of it. Yeah. And appreciate it. That being said, it made the Manhattan just that more enjoyable because I was ready for it. You know, I was able to experience it because I'm like, oh, I've done this before. You know, completely have I done this, and I've experienced the whiskey. And I could now experience the vermouth and the bitters with it. So, and scotch and scotch and whiskey straight are such an acquired taste that scotch to me is the farthest end of the spectrum of acquired taste. So, whenever you start mixing things in scotch or in whiskey, and you get into the cocktail, they're so easy to drink. Oh, they, they may be a bit shocking on the tongue your first sip, but I mean, you you drink scotch, you drink you drink. You drink. You drink three different scotches in a night, and came out alive. Yeah. So everything else is is water under the bridge. It's right. Easy. Yeah. I and mean, it's so smooth now. After you mentioned, it's like that's kind of the way I I venture into drinks now. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, I've already like I can drink scotch no matter what, you know. Like this is going to be a lot easier than anything I, I, I encounter now, you know. Actually, I do the like to do that god damn it i'm having a hard time tonight i actually like to do that with uh with all of my mixed drinks i try each aspect individually except for bitters i haven't done bitters individually because it's such a small amount i don't feel like i need to but that's like if it takes that's like trying table salt and then saying how how the french fries are uh, yeah you know but with the vermouth i tried vermouth on its own just to understand what it was actually putting into the manhattan uh i i tried rye whiskey on its own which i had already done i just did that for fun um, <laughs> <laughs> but whenever i i made my first long island iced tea there's like seven different alcohols that you're putting into that or the margaritas i tried i tried the triple sec i tried the gin i tried the gin i tried the the vodka. tequila the rum the vodka everything that i had i tried on its own just so that way I understood what was actually going into it. So, to me, cocktails are easy. No, I love cocktails. Cocktails are so easy. These are my favorite episodes of the Podcaster's Tavern is when you and I can come in and just kind of throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Try new things. Keep an open mind. That's what the know? TPT is about. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I tackle a lot of things in life, too. You know, I know, I know that's what you do, too. And it just... It shows us new experiences, and uh, this Manhattan has been a great one. This has been a very delicious Made beverage. in Manhattan. I actually, uh, 
funny enough, whenever we were starting to decide on this, uh, we've been watching Sex in the City a lot lately. Oh, I love Sex in the City. Takes place in Manhattan, and yes. that theme song it hits so hard. It's so hard. I love the. I, I have to hit the solo sections every single time, and then whenever you got the drum section. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I don't. That's a whole nother episode. We <laughs> next episode. Tune in for Sex in the City. I, I didn't know you like Sex in the City, dude. I didn't know I like Sex in the City either. I watched Sex. <laughs> I watched every episode of Sex in the City in high school because that was my ritual. My ritual was go to school, get your homework. Go to your parents' guest bedroom and turn on Sex and the City. And turn and, on and HBO. <laughs> so I learned about like the Boston Tea Party while watching like Miranda and her boyfriend like have sex on TBS. I thought it was a regular TV show, and then no, I started watching HBO. it with my wife on the HBO Go, and there's like tits all over the place. I'm, Whoa! Yeah, that's a little shocking. They could put that on TV. She's like, no, it's an HBO show originally. Yeah, they could put that on TD. I mean TV and TDV. T T D Titty TV. Titty V. No, it's such a good show. I, it is, and I can't wait for next it's episode. It's pretty humorous. We're going to talk about Sex in the City. I th- we might as well. I feel like. And we should, we should have Cosmos. Okay, so next episode is Sex in the City episode, and we're having Cosmos. So there's your heads up. We've got next week planned. <laughs> I'm so glad because now I don't have to think about it. Yeah, and uh, we're just going to prepare our taste buds and our. Uh, Brain cells for a little bit of Cosmos. Yeah. Cosmopolitans. Carrie Bradshaw style. So this has been the Podcaster's Tavern, Manhattan edition. That's the sound that it's time to tab out. Yeah, check please. That's a wrong theme song. This is hard to I know, but I love that. You've been hanging out with Kurt and Jake and the Podcasters Tavern. We're open every Saturday on most major podcasting platforms. You can follow the boys on Facebook and Twitter in the meantime. If you have any drink recommendations or just want to say hello, send them an email at podcasterstavern at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to tab out.